Welcome to the Martial Arts and Crafts Podcast. My name is Sarah Deacon. I am a mom, an artist, black belt martial arts instructor, a life balance coach, and a general inspirer of others. In this podcast, we explore different topics related to physical and mental health, habits for success, creativity, leadership, intentional mindset shifts, and so much more. You're here because you're ready to tap into more of your potential and make an impact in your life. So let's get moving. Hello and welcome back to the Martial Arts and Crafts podcast. I'm Sarah Deacon. I'm your host and I have a pretty fun little episode for you today and it's called Table for One and we're going to talk about a little bit about courage and a little bit about story. So I was reflecting on this at the end of last year in December because my birthday my birthday is in December, right? So, you know, you have, it's very close to Christmas. It's the 21st. So I, there's a lot going on in my birthday season. So one of the things that happens around birthdays is you get some of these, you know, free offers or special offers for your birthday. There's, you know, some, a free bagel at Panera or a dessert or something. There's, um, I don't know, little coupons and things you can get from other places. I'm sure. Um, I don't do a lot of that stuff because I do try to limit my subscriptions to places and emails and, and coupons and things. Cause I, I, I don't shop a lot. And I, I try not to, especially in December because it is Christmas and my birthday. And, you know, we have all the other things that come up during that month. So the one thing I do subscribe to still for, for many years now is the red Robin email uh, club or, you know, membership club, whatever the VIP service and it's because I do really enjoy a certain Red Robin hamburger. It's the Bonsai Burger, and it's phenomenal. Um, so I've been a member of that Rewards Club for for quite some time because we used to go out more often to places like that. Um, these days, we don't really eat out as much, um, not just for pandemic reasons, but for financial economic reasons and reasons that we also have to feed, you know, three children if we decide to go out as a family and that gets really expensive really quickly. Um, so sometimes, you know, my husband and I will, will go out for dates and things like that, but we do tend to try to go new places, uh, and experience some new foods when we do that. So I still do get the, the email from red Robin as my birthday approaches, that for the month of December, I get that free hamburger, the free burger. And having been working on some marketing of my own for my own business, I do understand that the intention of this particular incentive is to get me into the building, maybe with a few other people who don't have December birthdays, and then spend plenty of money beyond that particular freebie. 
but that's not how I roll. <laughs> Most birthdays, I actually go somewhere else to celebrate. Um, like this year, we went out for sushi. And, you know, there was one time a few years back when I went to Red Robin all by myself at lunchtime. I went alone and I ate my birthday burger by myself. And I'm not even sure I ordered a fancy beverage or anything else, um, any upcharges or anything like that. This year, I did the same thing. I went out with friends for my birthday dinner and then on, happened to be on the very last day of the year, the last possible day I could redeem my free burger, I took myself out to lunch. Now there are several reasons to take myself out for a solo meal like this. One is, of course, I like the burger. And two, I happen to like the company. In fact, I spend so much of my time with other humans, especially those who rely on me uh, to, you know, feed them and do things for them, that the idea of only having to worry about feeding myself is extremely appealing. And then there's number three. If I take those people out to eat with me, like I mentioned, I have to spend even more money that I don't really have during the holiday season at a place we wouldn't normally eat. Again, I know this is exactly the point of the promotion from the restaurant's end, but I'm not, I'm not so easily pulled into that, at least not for just a burger. <laughs> but here's the meat of the situation. See what I did there? I honestly almost didn't go. I almost didn't do it, take myself out for the lunch. And I almost justified standing myself up because I thought about the leftovers in the fridge and the story in my head that only psychos eat alone in a restaurant. My husband was even off work that afternoon. So the temptation was huge to invite him to join me because we so rarely get that opportunity. Ultimately, though, I realized that all of the thoughts and excuses I was coming up with were just my fear talking again, my fear of being judged, my fear of stepping out into the world as only myself to do what I wanted to do, not what anybody else expected or needed me to do. Now, don't we all struggle with this one on some level? Maybe you have no hesitation about going out and grabbing a bite to eat, you know, just with yourself alone. Maybe you even chat up the wait staff and have a grand old time. You're thrilled to be out in the world, mingling with strangers, making new friends. Maybe you're even one of the regulars. But maybe you struggle with a different way of showing up for yourself. Maybe you haven't gone to the doctor yet about that thing because you just know it's going to be bad news. So you put it off and you create more of those stories that most of which are probably not even true. Maybe you spend all your time interacting online, often anonymously perhaps, and maybe you're super or maybe you're super mega or maybe you're like a super mega star influencer because you're actually really awkward around people like in real life. 
I mean, even, you know, just face-to-face showing up on on a Zoom call or something live and in person, um, maybe you're not ready to merge those identities and embrace your whole truth. Maybe it's more subtle. Maybe you serve others to your own breaking point and you accept their thanks and praise for your generous actions so that you don't have to risk just being and being seen for just being, just being you. So you feel like you have to do and you have to act and you have to give all the time. Maybe it's something else, but it's probably something you're human after all, just like me. So I took that hard look at my excuses, the ones in my head, the ones I was making to avoid lunch alone with myself at the Red Robin. (laughs) And here are a few more I'll share because I'm practicing what I teach, what I talk about showing up as my whole self. So here's a couple of more. That time of the afternoon, I anticipated maybe there wouldn't be many diners and I'd be intruding on the staff's downtime. I mean, I've worked in a restaurant before. I know sometimes after the lunch crowd leaves, there's, you know, there's time to bond with the staff, you know, with your fellow wait staff or the kitchen staff or whatever, where you're just kind of hanging out with the host or hostess and, you know, making those forming those bonds of culture as an employee, as staff of the, of the place of the restaurant. I didn't want to intrude. <laughs> I also didn't want to be one of those people sitting at a table, blind to the world around me, just looking down at my phone the whole time because I, I tend to, I try not to, but I tend to sometimes judge people who are constantly staring at a phone, you know, especially when there's other people sitting at the table, but even just when they're sitting by themselves, I, I try not to judge because I don't know what pressing thing is on that phone. Um, and I also know that sometimes it is just candy crush or social media. Anyway, I didn't want to be one of those people. I didn't, I, I struggle enough with my own attachment and addiction to my phone. I didn't want to take myself out and not spend time with myself. I'm important too. (laughs) And at the same time, here's another one. I didn't want to be one of those psycho creeps who just stares into space or even worse at other people. No one likes to be stared at. I like to observe. Um, I don't, I try not to stare, but I do like to observe um, because if I had to choose, I would choose that to be the, the psycho creep staring or looking around or observing other people instead of the one attached to the phone. Because again, that's one of my weaknesses. That's one of my struggles. I'd rather be in the world than distracting myself from my surroundings. And there are times, of course, that I do enjoy the distraction. I also knew that my husband was planning on cooking a delicious New Year's Eve dinner of shrimp scampi for our family later that evening. So maybe I shouldn't have a big burger for such a late lunch and spoil my appetite. 
I almost convinced myself that not going out for my birthday burger would be the generous thing to do. Almost. And this fall, last fall, <laughs> I really began to look at some of my blocks when it comes to receiving. Over the last several years, I've been stuck in many ways. I've been convinced that generosity meant giving myself away. Some of you out there might know what I'm talking about. And even though I knew that logically I couldn't give what I didn't have, the acceptance and integration of self-care and self-honoring practices, that was slower to come to me. In November and December, it worked on my mindset and I really did unpack some of my beliefs around receiving in order to open myself up to more abundance. I can still be generous. I still am generous. And now my generosity starts with giving to myself and receiving my own love and support. By doing this for me, I have opened up myself to receive from myself and then from others, which I have done in abundance. And as a result, I feel even more equipped, better equipped to give even more. Funny how that works. The more I pour into myself, the more I'm able to pour out from my overflow, even sometimes. And then in January, the, the first week of January, I, I headed out to Florida to, to see my parents. I, I went by myself. They were really excited to have me there. And they also had a certain level of understanding that my long weekend with them was also a retreat for me. Um, so we worked on holding that balance. And that was, that was something. And I think, I'd like to think we, we all got what we needed out of that out of that time together and the time we, we did spend um, where I was, you know, seeking my own things, my own thoughts and my own being. Now, since my kids were born, I have never traveled by myself. I believe even in my life, I can remember one trip that I took, ooh, two. I can remember two trips that I took that was just me. Um, one where I didn't know anyone at the destination, another where I traveled again with people I knew, um, but not family. And, you know, because even though my parents, you know, they were there, they were transporting and housing me, um, I, I struggled a little bit with defining it as a weekend alone because I did have my parents there and and a few of their expectations, but it felt like such a big step, especially again, because I had not 
gone out on my own, traveled alone for, you know, 14 years. Because I, I wouldn't be responsible, <laughs> much like lunch. I wouldn't be responsible for feeding or caring for anyone else besides myself on this trip. And even that, that was a little bit scary. I, I, I had a little trouble accepting the gift of this trip, both from my husband being so supportive and accommodating of holding down the home while I was away and encouraging me to even entertain the idea of doing this in the first place and receiving that gift from my parents of, of the time. But ultimately this was, you know, it was like my birthday burger lunch, but on a larger scale. And even though I had a little bit of that fear of, of do stepping out on my own in an in a different way than I had before, it, it came a little bit more easily because of all the work that I've been doing to pour into myself and to allow myself to receive in, in so many various ways over the last, you know, few years of her, over my life. Right. I've, I've let in that process of going to Florida and traveling and accepting those gifts, I had the opportunity to let my, you know, even more of my self-limiting stories and distractions and excuses dissolve. And then I got to open up this space in me to connect with myself in one of my favorite spots in the whole world. And I will be doing an episode on the experience of that trip and the depth of um, understanding I came home with. Um, but yes, being just in one of my favorite spots on the beach, on the ocean, um, it was beautiful. And when I took myself out to lunch, I sat at Red Robin and they've become very efficient of getting people seated, ordered, you know, their food comes quick and it's very efficient. And uh, that was a little bit jarring for me even because I, I almost had this expectation of a, a more leisurely lunch, you know, waiting some time for food and that kind of thing. But again, they've gotten very, very quick and efficient, which I could probably talk a little bit more about my thoughts on that and what, what is lost in that efficiency, I know a lot of people want that, you know, instant gratification here now faster. I, I'm being pulled in a, the opposite tendency right now. So that's just where I'm sitting. But anyway, my experience of taking myself out to lunch, sitting alone at that table, this, the, the place was fuller than I expected it to be. There were more people eating late lunches than I thought there would be. So there was really, there was no embarrassment. There was just me doing my thing, sitting at my table, observing the family next to me, um, and just smiling and being part of, 
part of this, you know, the community that I'm in and also sitting with myself, preparing myself for sitting for even longer on the beach in Florida, you know, a couple of weeks later. And I laughed at all the excuses that I had been rolling around in my mind. And I laughed at myself because if you can't laugh at yourself, you're going to have a pretty dull life. <laughs> you're not going to find a lot of amusement elsewhere. Um, an endless supply of amusement if you can laugh at yourself. So to end this podcast, I just want to ask what excuses have been coming up for you, especially early in the year, maybe you're reflecting back, looking ahead. Is there something that you need to let go? A story, a pattern of behavior, a way of talking to yourself, a way of talking to other people. Maybe it's something physical, maybe it's something mental, maybe it's something emotional, maybe spiritual. Is there something that you need to draw in closer to yourself, to embrace with your whole heart? Something you've been holding back on stepping into fully with a hundred percent commitment? What? are those things? What is it that is holding you back? What are the excuses? What are the things you need to let go? What are are the things that you need to embrace? How can you go there? What do you think? What's stopping you from going there, from doing that? I would love if you would be open to share some of your experience with me, you can reach me on Facebook at my martial arts and crafts You can send me a, a direct message. I'm on Instagram at the same handle, my martial arts and crafts for this podcast. Um, there's, I'm sure there's plenty of ways to message me through podcasting platforms here on YouTube. Um, wherever you find me, I am so grateful for my awareness of myself and my care for myself. And I really, it has done a world of good for me. And I, I really invite you to look at a way, even just a small way you can step up for yourself and pour into yourself and allow yourself to receive your own care. It makes a difference. And I appreciate you being here. Find me on my martial arts and crafts.com or Sarah Deacon, S-A-R-A-D-E-A-C-O-N.com for more information about my coaching support. And I look forward to being here with you again next time.